Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive, which is like having a goalie, a seven-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one, which to circle back means you're going to win the championship. Because... You know, defense. Forced Metaphors. Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, my loves. Welcome to Manifest Daily. My name is Yonja Nicolette. I'm the host of Manifest Daily. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. The vibes over here are positive, dope, immaculate. Okay, I already know you're about to love it. You're about to love this episode. And if you're an OG listener, hey girl, hey. Hey boy, hey. I'm so excited to have you here. Tune in for another episode of Manifest Daily. So y'all, I'm finally sitting here re-recording the episode talking all about pursuing entrepreneurship, specifically planning to leave your nine to five and what you need to like do or think about or like have in mind as you're prepping to leave your nine to five and make and set the goal of pursuing entrepreneurship full time. So that's what we're talking about today. If y'all follow me on Instagram and also if you listened to the last episode, you would have known that I did record this episode, but y'all, it wasn't giving what it needed to have gave and so I deleted it and here I am re-recording it. They say third time's a charm but like today it's definitely giving second time's a charm so hopefully the recording for this specific episode comes out better the second time around. I just feel like I can't talk today. I don't know what it is. I feel like every time around like the new or full moon like I always get very tripped up around my words and I just be struggling to speak. I don't know if you guys felt this but we went through what was it the Scorpio new moon on Friday and y'all that that near took me out like it almost took your girl out. Let me know on Instagram if you're feeling the same way but I felt very very tired I felt drained it was definitely a moment where I felt like I needed to go inwards and just kind of soak up everything that was going on around me and process it in a slower way last week was just very very slow it just felt like I was moving through mud at my job it felt like it was just a struggling week I think part of it as well had to do with the fact that Tolu came to visit if you guys don't know Tolu she is a friend that I met online y'all know you can meet people on Instagram these days okay you can meet like friends on Instagram I told y'all this already but Tolu lives in Canada and that was the first ever time that we met. She actually came in town for a week. She stayed with me from last Sunday to this past Sunday and we were just going through it. Like I feel like we were trying to enjoy like vacation and her being on vacation and us trying to explore Dallas while also balancing work, while balancing content creation, while also trying to go through the big shifts of the new moon and also at the same time, I feel like towards the end of this year, there's like an energetic shift where you 
you feel the need to sort of go inward and really digest everything that's happened in the full year and really process where you want to go next year. And I'm feeling that. I feel like at the end of the year, it's a really great time to just kind of take stock of what you've done, the goals that you set. Did you achieve those goals? What's happening with the world? What you want to see for the next year, what you want to create for the next year. And I feel like all of that is very, like it's very heavy. It's just a lot of stuff to process and a lot of stuff to do on top of the fact that we're also trying to navigate this still pandemic that we are in and trying to figure out what does this mean for our world moving forward and what is this quote unquote new normal of our world moving forward. So it's just a lot of stuff happening right now. So I totally feel you if you have also been feeling drained and sort of out of it and like every single day you're trying to find the energy to just do the very basic things in your life. And I won't even lie, it's been a little bit hard trying to balance all of the things. And I know I did an episode on productivity where I talked to you guys about different productivity tips and hacks that you can try, especially if you're struggling with like concentration and focus and productivity amidst obviously the pandemic and just like the end of the year and all the things. And I do plan to do a part two to that episode because I know y'all gave good feedback on that and it was super helpful. So I'm gonna do a plan, uh, a plan two, a part two on that specific episode just because I need the help too, y'all. I need the help. I truly am just like, <sighs> like I just feel like I need to take a nap for like 30 days. Like I just need to go to sleep for a whole long time and wake up and have some energy to go into the next year with. So I'm definitely looking forward to the upcoming vacation. Obviously Thanksgiving's coming around. I'm going to visit my aunt in Maryland. I haven't seen her for a while. So I'm looking forward to that just to get away, get out of Dallas for a little bit, change of scenery, change of scenery from my house, have a little bit more social time with my family. And then I'm also going back to Boston in December to see like my mom, my dad, all my friends in Boston. It'll be nice. I haven't been back to Boston for almost two years, which is insane when I think about it. It hasn't felt like it's been almost two years, but it has. So it's kind of wild to me. So I'm looking forward to like going back to my parents' house and seeing what that's like and just feeling the energy there and, you know, taking walks with my mom in the neighborhood and seeing the New England leaves and just seeing snow and all of these things. So I can't wait for that. I think the break from my environment and obviously the break from like working is is much needed. You guys know that burnout is no joke. And especially if you are balancing a lot of different things, especially when you're balancing like side hustle nine to five you know school like all of those different things and you're also trying to just upkeep self-care keep yourself sane you know feel good on a day-to-day basis and not feel exhausted it is a very very tough balance sending you guys all the positive energy as we navigate this together because y'all we need it okay we need it so today like I said I'm going to be talking about how to prep to leave your nine to five job these aren't like new life-changing extraordinary things that no one has talked about before. They're very simple things I'm gonna talk about. I'm specifically gonna talk about three different things that you need to prepare before you leave your nine to five job. But I do think that these are the three essential things that you need to prepare before leaving your nine to five job. So we're gonna get into that. We're gonna give some examples. We're gonna talk numbers. And y'all, we just gonna talk about how you gonna get ready to leave this nine to five job and pursue entrepreneurship. Cause I know for a lot of you guys, that's your aspiration. That's what you're working towards. And that is part of your bigger plan in life. So we're gonna make sure that you can achieve this goal and we're going to talk about how to actually prepare in a very smart and efficient way to do so. So grab your water, grab your tequila, grab your hot chocolate because baby is getting cold outside as Mariah Carey once said. And let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.
thing that I have on my list is the why. Understanding your bigger vision. This is a really huge part. And I feel like sometimes this part is like kind of understated. Like people don't talk about this part a lot. You know, people will talk about like getting your LLC, getting things trademarked, the finances, which we'll get into in a little bit, or even like having a business plan, a business idea. And like, yes, obviously, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna start a business, like you should have you a business idea. Like you should know what you finna do with it. But you have to also understand your bigger vision. And the bigger vision really also is sort of like your why. You hear people talk about this all the time. Like you need to understand your why. You need to understand your why. And they're right because your why is going to be sort of that rock that keeps things in place. When things start to shift and get jiggly and get humpty dumpty and start moving all types of crazy and you have them bad days and you're wondering why the hell did I get into this? Why the hell did I decide to start my own business? Your why is going to be that rock that you return to that you're like, oh, this is why. This is why I started. This is why I need to keep going. This is sort of the thing that is going to give you that motivation and inspiration on the days where you, you know, honestly, you might want to give up. Understand why you want to leave your nine to five, understand your bigger vision. And this doesn't mean that you need to have all the specific details. I think sometimes when you think about this why or bigger vision, you feel called in many ways to think about and map out the details, or at least I know I do. I, y'all know I'd be like type A sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like I have a calendar, I have a to-do list. I have all the, I love, I love a list. Okay. I'm a list gal make me a list if we go to the grocery store where is my list baby what aisle am I going to I need to understand the plan and the formulation so I'm very much like that but sometimes with the bigger vision it's not necessarily about having all the specific details like mapped out because really we know you know you make a plan and God laughs okay and sometimes the divine plan is a little bit different from your plan but understanding that bigger vision of where you want to take your business and where you want to head into or at least like some of the things that you want to do is really important. One thing that I always advise you to do, especially if you're going into entrepreneurship or that is like your bigger aspiration is to be your own boss, be an entrepreneur, is to think about your dream day. This is huge because when you think about your dream day, you can start to map out what does a day in the life of you look like when you are that full-time entrepreneur. This is going to be a mix of scripting. It's going to be a mix of visualization. Also just like you having that moment to connect with your higher self and understand that vision that's been placed in your heart. I would recommend sitting down, set you a space, okay? Make this like a whole self-care day type of activity. If you wanna, you know, order in your favorite food or maybe take yourself out to a restaurant to eat some lunch, some dinner, get you some sushi, okay? Get you some sushi, some ice cream. These are clearly my favorite meals, like as we all know at this point. And then have a little self-care day, relax, meditate if you'd like, if that's something that you prefer to do. And just get yourself into a really nice headspace, sit down with your journal and write out what does your dream day look like? Like literally start to finish. And I would suggest writing this out like a diary entry, almost as if you are, you, you've had a full day in your dream day in your life, right? And you're writing this out like in past tense. Like today I did this. I woke up at this time. I had this for breakfast. I worked on this. I did this. And I would also encourage you to not just write out like all the positive things that you've experienced in this day in your life, but also write down some of the challenges, some of the things that you're struggling with. And this doesn't necessarily have to be something where you are, you know, focusing on the negatives. It's more so that when you are an entrepreneur, obviously, and when you have this business and it's thriving, you're going to be met with certain challenges that are introduced to you because you are at a different level of your reality. You're at a different level of your experience in this life being an entrepreneur. So what are some of the challenges that you will face? And these can be good challenges. So for example, maybe you're writing about your day in your life and you're writing, you know, I'm, I'm looking to hire on a new assistant and I'm struggling 
struggling with finding the right fit, but I know I'm gonna find this right person for my business. I know I'm gonna find this right assistant. Or maybe you have a product business and you're writing down how you are looking for someone to help you manufacture your new design and you're struggling to find the right manufacturer because you want to find a place that can manufacture this item in a very sustainable way, eco-friendly way. And you're, you're looking for that. You haven't found that manufacturer yet, but you know you'll find it. So these are some challenges that you might face in your day-to-day, your dream day in your life. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be struggling with finding an assistant or to be finding a manufacturer, because guess what? Those are good problems to have. That shows that you're successful in your business. Things are growing. You are facing those growing pains. So I would challenge you to outline those challenges and outline some of those things that you might encounter as you do grow in your business and as you are elevating your experience as an entrepreneur. This is really, really key. I feel like this puts you in such a good spot because like I said, it's a mixture of scripting down your reality. And if you don't know what scripting is, it's basically you writing your reality into existence. It's essentially, you know, it's diary entry mixed with a little bit of a gratitude practice. So I would also encourage you when you write down this day in your life to also write down things like I'm grateful for the fact that I can work from home or I'm grateful for the fact that right now I'm on a yacht in Italy and I'm working or like whatever that looks like for you, like write down those gratitude statements as well. So it's a mix of writing down what's happening, what has happened, what has come to pass in your current reality at the time that you were writing this, you know, future entry. And you're also mixing in gratitude in there. You're also a allowing yourself to visualize. For some people, seeing a vision board is really, really helpful. So if you do want to also couple this with maybe a vision board that represents a day in your life, I feel like that could be a really cool way to bring this to life in a visual art form. But just allow yourself to get really creative, have fun with this, and really like channel that higher self that knows a little bit about what is going to happen for you. And I think in some ways, when we get these visions placed in our hearts, like we know the things that are meant for us in some ways, right? You don't, you may not know every single detail or every single way that it's going to happen for you or the way it's going to unfold for you or even the magnitude of what is like in store for you but I think in some ways we know when we are meant for certain things in our lives and when you're writing this out the more you write the more you'll like channel things the more you'll notice like certain things coming to your head and you're like oh that would be cool for that to be a part of my day or whatever it is because I've done this before many times and every time I do it I find myself pulling out really cool ideas of things that my future self is doing that I didn't even think about but that has been channeled through because I'm allowing myself to go into that vibrational state of living in this alternate place this alternate reality that already exists where I have this particular experience and I'm elevated if that makes sense I feel like I just said a bunch of things but hopefully that makes sense to you guys hopefully the day in the life exercise makes sense to you guys because it's such a powerful powerful scripting exercise and it is really key when you're thinking about your why and when you're thinking about your bigger vision and when you're trying to understand what it is that you are essentially working towards when you're thinking about leaving your nine to five job. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So the second major thing that you need to do when you're preparing to leave your nine to five job is think about your finances. Y'all already know I was going to talk about the coin. I was going to talk about the money because this is such a huge part. Obviously, for a lot of people, the motivation behind wanting to leave a nine to five job and wanting to go into entrepreneurship is because it is pretty widely understood that at a nine to five job, you have in some ways an income cap. You have a specific income. Yes, you may get a raise every year, but sometimes that raise doesn't necessarily match the rate of inflation, which I think is such a scam. Don't get me into that because I will be very upset if I have to talk about inflation and raises and things like that. With entrepreneurship, there is pretty much no cap. There is no ceiling on how much you can make because you can have multiple sources of income. You can essentially make a lot of money. We have people who are making a lot of money out in this world, doing exactly what they love, doing what they're passionate about. And I think once you start to see that that is a possibility for you, you start to realize that in some ways a nine to five could be limiting for you. Now, in this whole episode, I should have said and said this at the very beginning, if you're someone that works nine to five and you intend to stay in your nine to five, you don't, you have no desire to go into entrepreneurship and maybe you're just listening to this episode for fun, just you're curious or whatever. Obviously, we're not here to bash nine to fives. I really don't like that specific discourse. Some people want to work a nine to five for specific reasons. Maybe for them, the pros of a nine to five job outweigh the cons of a nine to five job. And when they think about entrepreneurship, the things that come with entrepreneurship are a little bit too much for them. They're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to manage people. I don't want to have to take on that stress. And that's totally okay to say that. I will say that again, with entrepreneurship, there really is no cap to your income. You can pretty much make as much as you would like. And obviously that comes with work. It's not just something, you know, that happens overnight that comes with work, but that is one of the biggest pros I would say with entrepreneurship. But before we get into obviously thinking about how much abundance or how much money you can make and all the things you can do and how you can change the world with all this money you have to think about where your finances are right now and that is a huge again piece of prepping to leave a nine-to-five job and heading into entrepreneurship one of the things that I would encourage you to do immediately when you start to even have this budding idea of you know what maybe I want to leave my nine-to-five one day and go into doing my own thing by myself is figuring out how much money you need to make are you desiring to replace your income or are you designed to kind of exceed your income from the very beginning and figuring out those specific numbers. I encourage you to get type A, to make lists, to map things out, to do calculations. And I'll walk you through a specific example here with real numbers so that you can sort of get an idea of how you would do these calculations on your own or start thinking about this. So I did a little bit of research and according to Zipia, the average entrepreneur pays themselves about $74,000 a year. So we're going to round this up to $75,000. There's also some research that's been done where psychologists have identified that for the most part in the United States, an income of about $75,000 is what you need to live a pretty fulfilling life in terms of having enough money to support yourself, to support, you know, your housing, your meals, things like that. Obviously in each city, it changes. There are some cities like New York or LA where the cost of living is a little bit higher and you may need more income in order to live a more comfortable life there versus in some cities where the cost of living may be a little bit lower. Like for example, I moved to the South and the cost of living from Boston compared to Dallas is 
very, very different. Obviously, Dallas is kind of rising now that more people are moving here, but it definitely doesn't compare to the cost of living in Boston or even when I was living in downtown New Jersey. So when we're looking at this example of like the $75,000 a year, that's the number we're going to work with for our upcoming examples. This maps out to about $6.25,000 a month. I think that's correct. I didn't even like really do the full math on that. So you guys, let's just pretend that's accurate. Okay. Say you were thinking about your income at your current nine to five, you make $75,000 a year. And you were like, I want to replace my income of $75,000 a year. And that's how much I want to make as an entrepreneur. Or maybe you make less than that at your job. And you're saying, I aspire to make $75,000 a year in my entrepreneur job in my business before I leave my job. That maps out to about $6.25,000 a month. Now, the thing about entrepreneurship that sometimes people don't realize when they first are getting into it and they don't really think much about this is taxes are a huge thing. So at your corporate job or even at your retail job or any job where you are a W-2 earner in the United States, you get money taken out of your paycheck for taxes, for social security, for health insurance, if you have health insurance at your job, all those things. So it's sort of taken care of for you. But with self-employment, you typically don't get those taxes taken out or not even typically, like I've never seen a case where someone gets their their income taxed already as a self-employed earner. So what happens is you get paid and that money is not taxed. So you essentially have to pay your taxes quarterly or you can even opt to pay them once a year. And that's a thing. What we're going to do right now with the $75,000 a year number is we're going to say, okay, let's assume that we're going to get taxed about 15 grand. So this number is going to vary a little bit because obviously different states have different taxes and all the things. But I'm just for the sake of this example, we're just going to say you're paying 15 grand in taxes. So that takes your income from $75,000 down to $60,000 a year. And that is after you have paid your taxes and everything like that as an entrepreneur. So that now maps out to $5,000 a month after taxes. So when we're looking at a number like this as a entrepreneur, you have to remember that you're not just paying yourself. You have to remember that you're also paying for your services. What things you need to have for your business. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, you're paying for your website, you're paying for obviously your internet and your phone and things like that. But you're also maybe paying for like your Shopify, your Squarespace. Maybe you're paying for ads. I don't know if you get ads. Maybe you have to pay for just like whatever specific software or things you need to run your business. You have to factor that in. You also have to factor in if you have to pay a team and things like that. These are things that can be written off in your taxes at the end of the year or quarterly. So these are things you just have to think about when you're thinking about how much you need to earn for your business on a monthly and a yearly basis. So if we're looking at that adjusted monthly income of $5,000 after taxes, obviously 6.25 before, this is where you can start to map a plan out. You can start to say, okay, how much am I making in my business? Maybe if you're at the point where you're making about $2,000 a month in your business and you want to get to that goal of 6.25 thousand then you know you're about a third of the way there you have to sort of figure out what do I need to do or what can I do in order to increase that income you can also do calculations like mapping out if your business grows a certain amount each month then you you're basically expecting to create more income at a certain rate each month you can sort of map that out by a timetable and say okay if I'm making let's say five hundred dollars more on average each month in my business how many months will it take me to get to 6.25k now this is a lot of calculations a lot of numbers a lot of money like I said this is like the type a part of the planning but I also think this part is really really important because if you can get granular and understand the numbers it will 
be super, super helpful for you to plan out things like how much you need to save, how much you want to earn, how long it may potentially take you to earn that amount to replace your income and to be able to leave your nine to five. It basically makes mapping out the timeline part a little bit easier because you can sort of map out the finances and that will be correlated with your timeline. There's also the part where we need to talk about saving money as well. So at the same time that you're making money in your business and you're also doing all the things that need to happen to grow your business, you should also be saving before you're leaving your nine to five. So when you leave your nine to five, I think it's really important to have a padding of savings ready that is there that you can use for anything. We know that nine to five income typically is pretty steady. That's one of the pros of a nine to five. It's like if you know how much you typically work each month and you get paid a certain amount per hour, you expect a certain amount per check on a certain cadence, whether that's weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however you get paid. You kind of know what to expect. But when you go into entrepreneurship, it differs because now you might have multiple sources of income, but you might get paid on a different cadence for that income. It varies. Say part of your income is from affiliate sales. One month you might do really well with affiliate sales. The next month you might not do so well. Say you sell products for your business. One month or maybe even one season you might do really well because that's your season. Like say you're selling a summer product like bathing suits right before the summer or right during the summer. People are going to be buying a lot of bathing suits, but in the middle of the winter in certain countries and states, like people aren't buying that specific item. So things will slow down a little bit. So you have to plan for that bumpy road. You have to plan for the ups and downs when it comes to your income. And a really good way to plan for that is to have money saved just in case, because you just never really know. And I think it creates a really nice peace of mind because if you have one month where you don't do as well as an entrepreneur, you can know that in the back of your head, like, okay, I won't, you know, not be able to pay my rent because I got my money in my bank account that I saved before I left my nine to five. And you know that you have something to fall back on in some ways. So I would suggest and recommend saving between the three to six months of savings to leave your nine to five or before leaving your nine to five. So let's go ahead and use the example of someone who wants to save $12,000 before leaving their job. Maybe this person has mapped out that they need about $2,000 a month on average to cover all of their expenses and to have a little bit left over. So if we multiply the 2000 by six, that's how we arrive at the $12,000 needed to be saved before they want to leave their nine to five. Let's say you're like, okay, I need to save $12,000 in order to have six months of living expensive for myself. If you know you need to save $12,000 to basically have six months worth of living expenses before you want to leave your nine to five job, then that could mean saving $1,000 per month for 12 months. That can mean saving $500 a month for 24 months or if you want to get like really aggressive and you have the ability to save this much, maybe that just simply means saving $2,000 for six months. And after six months, you have enough to leave your nine to five job. I feel like the best way this usually happens is when you're saving the money at the same time that you're working on growing your business. So by the time that you saved enough money for six months of living expenses, maybe you've replaced your nine to five income at that time. So it happens in a way where you can leave your nine to five job, have enough money that's replacing your nine to five income on a consistent basis and also have the savings that is in your bank account ready just in case something were to happen or just in case you need to pull out that money from your savings for any rainy days or anything like that. Another huge part of the finances is also learning how to manage your money well. I won't even lie y'all this is something I am still learning and this is something that I personally struggle a little bit with. I grew up not really having that practice like 
I know for some people like they got allowance and sort of you learn how to save and how to spend by getting allowance like having that practice I didn't have that and so for me I feel like I started making money and I've grown my income but I'm still in some way struggling to basically earn more and like keep my lifestyle relatively you know simple or the same so that I'm not spending more than I earn or I'm not like doing the most all the time so I definitely love to treat myself y'all know I'd be going out to eat and stuff like that I like nice things I'm, I'm a Taurus I'm a Taurus at heart so I like to treat myself and there's that delicate balance between wanting to treat yourself wanting to save and also preparing for things in the future especially if you are working towards a goal of preparing to leave your nine to five you have to have that balance of like treat yourself and also save because you need to learn how to manage that money before you're in a space where it's all up to you and also in a space where things fluctuate a lot more y'all I really hope you guys can't hear that construction that's going on outside I like keep pausing my recording because they're doing construction around my building and it's it's giving loud okay it's giving very much loud and very much annoying and I'm just trying to get through this recording because I keep getting on a roll and I hear the man outside pounding and I'm like sir can't you pound a little quieter, please? I would really appreciate it. But anyways, as I was saying, you got to learn how to manage your money well. Another thing too is that when it comes to entrepreneurship, depending on if you're a service provider or like however you get paid or what income streams you have, a lot of times if you're doing services or you're freelancing or anything like that, you might get paid on a net 30 basis, which means that you get paid once a month. And so managing money getting paid once a month is so different than managing money getting paid once a week or bi-weekly. Y'all, I get paid now once a month for my nine to five job. And it is the hardest thing, I swear, because going from getting paid weekly to bi-weekly and even bi-weekly is like the standard, I would say, for like nine to fives in this country. Going from that to getting paid monthly, it's like, I feel like I'm just balling at the start of the month. And then by the middle of the month, I'm like, y'all, I'm eating cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, and it just it's just not the vibe. It's just not the vibe. So I'm learning how to manage and balance and budget my funds in a way that if I get paid less throughout the month and less throughout the year even though it's a good amount of money that I still make it work if that makes sense because sometimes when you get paid less amount of times I feel like it can feel like you're getting paid less money even if you're not just because of the cadence of how you get paid so definitely learn how to manage your money well learn how to budget your money well and I feel like people always associate a budget with scarcity and basically you penny pinching and things like that it does not have to be like that trust me like I said I treat myself all the time probably a little too much okay probably a little too much but budget is just a way for you to organize your finances know what's coming in know what's going out and know where your money's going especially as a business owner you have to be really really organized with that stuff because when it comes to tax season when it comes to paying the government their funds baby they don't play they don't look for you and if you don't have their money when they're coming to call for it you're going to jail okay well I don't know if that's how it happens right away but trust me they want their money and they're not about to sit here and wait for you to like get them their money so make sure you're keeping things organized obviously there's so much that goes into this like keeping your receipts, knowing what you can write off, working with an accountant. If you can do that, you can write off a service with an accountant. So all of these things, but just learning how to manage your money well, because even if you get more money and you start making more money, if you don't know how to manage that money well, oftentimes you won't even feel like you're earning more money. You'll have that lifestyle creep where you're just basically spending more and you're earning more and it doesn't feel like you're earning more because you're spending more. So learning how to manage your money well is a huge part of prepping to leave your nine to five. 
and preparing for entrepreneurship as well, especially because you're going to be the boss and you're going to be the person responsible for paying other people, for keeping the business going, for bringing in the clients, the money, all that stuff, and making sure that the people who, you know, are employed by you, even if it's just yourself who's employed by your company and by you, that they can eat, that they're not scared about getting paid next month and things like that. Learning to manage money well is a huge piece of prepping to leave your nine to five to go into entrepreneurship. So the last part I want to talk about is mindset. This is a huge, huge piece of the preparing to leave your nine to five plan, I would say, especially because your mindset plays such a huge role in like your reality, especially when it comes to commitment, perseverance, grit, dedication, having a vision, holding faith, like all of these things come down to having the right mindset and holding that mindset in places you're working on something. And this is huge, especially because leaving your nine to five to prepare to going into being your own boss, it often takes a lot more work than just being an employee. When you are an employee, like, yes, there are certain pros and cons. And a lot of times, we focus on the cons of like the income cap or not liking being told what to do by someone else or just like all the drama that may unfold at your workplace. But when it comes to being your own boss, like you are responsible for keeping those wheels turning. You're the person bringing the income. You're the person that has to make things work. You're the one that when you have a team, people are looking to you for direction, for what to do, for the goals, like all of these things that really make being an entrepreneur very challenging but also at the same time make being an entrepreneur very rewarding. I think that the media sometimes can glorify the very extravagant parts of being an entrepreneur. So the, you know, the freedom, the time freedom, the travel freedom, being able to do all these things, having all this money. But what we often don't see is that the people who are in these very coveted spaces as entrepreneurs who have earned a lot of money, who have earned a lot of eyes in the media space, who are mentors, who are doing all these big things in the world they started somewhere and they had to work really hard uh some of them did have privileges some of them did have help and things like that but for the most part there's a lot of hard work involved a lot of grit a lot of perseverance so i did tell you guys that i recorded this episode once before and what i'm gonna do is i'm actually gonna insert the clip from the episode that i recorded before where i was talking about this specific part because i was very passionate about this in the last recording i don't think i could do a good job trying to redo it right now so I'm gonna insert that clip so you guys can actually hear what I said in that last recording and how I was talking about the mindset piece and the grit and hard work in that episode so let me insert that here so you guys can hear that bit of audio last bit I want to say is that you got to understand that being your own boss in many ways is harder than being an employee. I'm sure that if you're listening to this episode, you know that. I think you guys know that already, but I just want to reiterate it because again, I think that the media paints this really glamorous picture of what entrepreneurship looks like. And like I said, it's not always easy. There are going to be sacrifices. And I want to say this specifically at the beginning, when you are building your business, especially, especially if you're in a similar boat as myself where you're building your business and you're working a nine-to-five or you're building a business and working a nine-to-five and going to school or you're building a business working a nine-to-five and you know you have a child or like whatever your different mix of obligations are if you are building a business and doing anything else it is hard like I literally like I I don't know what else to say but it's hard I don't care what people say it's not always gonna be easy it's not always gonna be easy it is just a lot of work balancing 
everything. But I will also say this. I understand the sacrifices that I make now in terms of my time, the sacrifices that I make when I work those 12 hour days, when I have these moments where a lot of stuff is kind of overwhelming. I know that that's temporary. And the reason I know it's temporary is because it feels like that. And th those days get very long because I'm balancing so many things. When there is the time when I don't have a nine to five anymore, but I'm just doing my content creation, YouTube and podcasts, and maybe my book or whatever else I'm doing, I will also be able to lower the amount of time that I work per day because I'm pretty efficient with getting my content creation work done. I've had to learn to be efficient when it comes to that because I don't have as much time. I don't have the full day to spend on it. I have to work my nine to five. So I either have to record on my lunch breaks or I have to record before work or I have to record after my nine to five or things like that. I have to find really creative ways to fit things in. But I also want to say that when you understand that sacrifice is involved when it comes to growing your business while doing other things, you are so like you're going to be better equipped to handle it. I think people go into wanting to build a business or wanting to be an entrepreneur thinking, you know, I just want to be able to set my own work days. I don't want to work that much. I want to be able to go on vacation all the time and, you know, be taking these aesthetic Instagram photos and TikToks and this and the other. That is great. That's fabulous. But what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of people, pretty much every person, at least that I know, who's gotten to that point where they're making all this money, where they're able to travel to these amazing luxury places where they're able to have a team to help them where they're able to have the amount of freedom they do with their time they worked their asses off at the very beginning in order to get to that place I completely am here for being spiritual and you know praying for what you want and asking the universe and God for help and things like that but like I always say you have to put in the action as well this is the 3d world we're living in we're having this human experience you can be spiritual but it is a human experience and so you have to understand there is work involved. It is going to require some sacrifice up front. You may not be able to go out to drinks with your friends one night because guess what? You have to record an episode or guess what? You need to get your sales ready, get your stuff ready for Black Friday because Black Friday is coming up. And if you want to sell some stuff, you got to get ready. You got to do your photo shoots. You got to prep your website. You got to prep your inventory. All of these things, you have to understand that yes, you can get to where you want to get to. But at the very beginning, I think the biggest test you're going to face is all are you committed? Are you dedicated? Are you willing to sacrifice some of the things that you have now in order to get the things that are better? Because that's the thing. You will have to let go of some of the things right now that are comfortable to you, that are nice, that, that you know, take up your time and things like Netflix and Hulu. And yes, I still watch those things, but I don't watch them as often because I have to work. If I want to get to where I want to get to, if I want to get there in the time that I want to get there, I know that right now I'm putting in more work. And that's the thing. I feel like, you know, whenever I see content around entrepreneurship, specifically when it's people who identify with this label of spiritual lately, it often falls into this thing of like ease and flow. And yes, I want you to be in the flow. I'm in the flow right now as I record, but guess what? I'm really passionate and I'm really aggressive because I really believe that it's not all rainbows and butterflies and just easy shit all the time. Like, no, it's going to be some long nights, some nights. Like it, that's just the reality. And anyone 
who tells you otherwise is privileged in some way in order to not have to work the long nights or to have help or to have, you know, maybe uh, money to fall back on or whatever it is. And like I said, that's not a bad thing. It's just that if we're talking about doing these things with as little privileges or less privileges, we're talking about the fact that you're gonna have to work your ass off a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You can absolutely be working hard and not burn out. You can absolutely be working hard and be in the flow. Whenever I sit down to record, I'm in the flow. When I record my YouTube videos, I'm in this flow. I'm in this beautiful place where, you know, I'm creating and that's what I love to do. But I also realize that it is work at the same time. I don't think those two things have to exist in two different spaces. Why can't you be working hard and be in the flow? Like, why did we make up this idea that there are two different things? Like, who said that? Who said that? It's very upsetting to me. So as you guys heard in that clip, I got pretty passionate because the mindset piece is so, so huge to me. I feel like sometimes that's a bit underrated or we don't talk about that as much or we don't necessarily focus on some of the grit or perseverance or courage or hard work. We kind of focus on just the end goals and the extravagance and the luxury and the abundance and things like that, which is beautiful to think about. But I also want to make sure you guys understand and think about some of that stuff that comes before that, right? And how you can mentally prepare yourself, how you can set up systems, how you can make sure that your self-care and all that stuff is really, really in place and you have a way to deal with all of the things that come with being an entrepreneur and not necessarily just preparing for the goodness. But it is a beautiful journey and I feel like if you are even having the budding thoughts of thinking about leaving your nine to five job, I'm so excited for you. I feel like this is like a beautiful journey. I know a lot of people are going into entrepreneurship right now in this world and I think it's such a beautiful shift that we're seeing people really taking back autonomy deciding that they want bigger or better or different for their lives if you have an idea for a business I encourage you to go after it to like pursue that business listen we all know the cliche of like life is short we don't know how much time we have on this earth I feel like if you have a dream a vision a passion something that you really love to do and there's a way to monetize that or there's a way that you want to make that a business to change other people's lives to change your life to change your family's life to change the world like go after that do that thing obviously it is going to take some time there's going to be planning there's going to be work there's going to be preparing to leave your nine to five all that good stuff but I do think that it is absolutely worth it and if this is something that you want to do I'm so excited for you we starting this journey together baby okay so let's start getting our finances together I think that as the year ends like it's a good time to again look back and reflect on the goals that you had for this year and also start to prepare for some of the stuff that you're going to be doing next year if you are preparing to leave your nine to five job. And I think one of the biggest things you can do right now is of course to start working on those finances. So I would encourage you guys to think about how much you need to save. I do want to just remind you guys that you're supported. If there's ever a time I can offer another episode talking about business stuff, talking about my journey, talking about the finances, things like that, let me know on Instagram and I can like do a whole other episode going into some of these things in more detail. I feel like I'm seeing so many new businesses pop up and I just love like seeing that. I love seeing creativity, being inspired by other creatives, being inspired by other people who are taking leaps and taking chances. And you don't know, like you starting your business or you deciding to go all in on your business could be the inspiration that someone else needs, like someone else who is like in your circle or who follows you on social, like you might be their inspiration. So definitely don't, you know, I I can't even say don't be afraid to take the lead because y'all already know, like we, 
feel the fear, but we do it anyways. Okay, that's a that's a quote right there. We feel the fear, and we do it anyways. I will say that's not my quote, but it is a quote. Okay, so I want to thank you guys so so much for tuning into this episode, for listening, for joining, for leaving a review, for doing all the things. I hope this episode was in some way helpful for you guys, especially those of you who are preparing to leave your nine to five. Let me know on Instagram if you have specific questions. I would absolutely make another episode on anything that you guys want me to cover. I hope you guys have an amazing Tuesday. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And yeah, my loves, I will chat with you very, very soon. Bye. Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.